Welcome back to the Funk House. Week 12, playoff push. I know we've been saying it for a few weeks now, but it's here. Um, Jerry, as always, I've got you and, and KJ by my side. How you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Playoffs a couple weeks away. And the questions start coming uh, in. I'm sure we got... Did you clinch? Yeah, people are going to be battling for yeah. them final spots. So. Did you clinch? Can you get in? Are you mathematically out? Are you bringing a good attitude, or are you Weber? You know, all these questions are really going to come out in the next couple of weeks here. So I do like how in the, the Crook League chat today, he did say something. I can't remember what he said, but it's like, oh, good luck to those who make it. He's like right, right in the swing of things still. It's classic Weber. <laughs> Like, hey, if you're done, bench all your guys. Be done with it, okay? I hate that so much. <laughs> and very, very uh, good friend of the show, returning guest, King Crook. Matt, I know you're traveling today, so I appreciate you making making some time within your uh, family activities on Thanksgiving week. Hey, guys. Hey, Jerry. Hey, House. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, wouldn't miss it. Yeah, we had a long, long trip up here to, to Dubois, Pennsylvania. About six hours in the rain, but you know, it gave me plenty of time to to think about the segments tonight and be prepared. So I appreciate you having me. I'm honored as always. And now you're in the war room, Packer Green, a lot of yellow accents yeah. up there. So um, I'm guessing your smashes this week are a lot of Jordan Love. I know you have some investments in him. Uh, we'll, uh, a little bit. We'll yeah. see how it goes yeah, out. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what do we got? Week 12, week 13, week 14. That's it. That's how you make your mark. Yeah. Those three weeks, I know uh, at least two matchups. I am sniffing around, as they say, Jerry. Really going to need some W's here <laughs> in Sanctuary and uh, and Crook League here. And I, It's not like a win-out situation, but it, it basically is. If you can win out, you're guaranteed... And this is where you got to turn the Jets on. Most of my bye weeks are over, so, you know, very happy about that, uh, especially in Sanctuary. So we'll see how. There was a few this week where I mathematically eliminated. I think double league, I'm, there's, there's no shot. Successful RJ by Sean started a Thursday afternoon by the book. I mean, you can't get much better than that. Jeez. He's been in... Wait. Wait, let me hear that. Wait, wait, wait. Don't gloss over oh, that. Oh, it's just it's, textbook. Everybody in Jared's league, that's why I can't even go in the chat anymore. It's bitching about knowing, not knowing the rules. You know, we... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to save it a little bit for the soapbox here, but... Um, okay. You know, just a lot of... I don't know the rules. I'm going to yell. If I talk louder than you, that means I win the argument. And... <laughs> <laughs> people vote on rules they don't even know what they're voting on then when they vote and that rules in effect they get mad about that because they didn't understand it um that's what this league's turned into uh jerry's chirped about it several times i'm not going to beat the dead horse but uh yeah team that's been in the top three basically most of the year asked me to take it easy on them thursday afternoon uh well i'm in three and seven i believe i was um lost <laughs> Three people for the the entire season. Um, standard practice. Oh, brutal. It is what it is. You know what I mean? You expect more to people. But again, I digress. We'll save it for the soapbox. Um, spoiler alert. I'm pretty sure where I come from, I, I don't know. We don't take that stuff lightly. It's... No, it's it's frowned upon. <laughs> it it sure. certainly is. It so. sure is. 
<laughs> we got an outstanding show here. Big Crunch time. We are going to start off with Jerry's patented review of week 11. A lot to talk about, Jerry. Yeah, it's another crazy week. Uh, I, I did pretty good. Pretty good this week. I went three and one across four leagues. My only loss coming to our guest here, uh, taking me down on Monday night. Pretty good battle. I unfortunately lost Burrow this week, so I uh, lost him in two out of the four leagues. Um, so we will try and recover from that and move forward. But last week, the big QB was Trevor Lawrence, finally putting up his big week. The one week I finally benched him, he puts up his best week of the season right on par. 36 points, two passing touchdowns, and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Brock Purdy, he had another big game. He put up over 30, 33 points for 333 yards and three touchdowns. All threes, hell of a week for him. He had 30 points last week as well. Herbert, 29 points, 260 yards, two touchdowns, plus he had 73 rushing yards, but still managed to lose the game. Um, of course, you guys all knew that DeVito was going to light it up for 246 and three touchdowns. Big game for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Josh Allen. I mean, it was obvious. We knew he was coming to town. What was Get out of here. <laughs> Other than that, Josh Allen, Lamar, Jordan Love, they all had nice games with 25-plus uh, points. So pretty pretty nice week for uh, quarterbacks, some different names in there. Running back, Saquon was the RB1, 30-banger. He had two receiving touchdowns from DeVito. Jalen Warren, he's – now, actually taking the spot over Najee, he had 23. He ran for 129 and one. Gibbs, and he's continuing his hot streak with Monty back, 36 yards and a touchdown, along with six for 59 receiving. He's getting a lot of uh, receiving work. Calf, Mixon, Gus, and Brian Robinson, they all had 20 plus. Wide receivers, Calvin Ridley. You know, with Trevor's big game came a big Ridley game. He had 31 points, seven for 103, and two touchdowns. Loved seeing that. Tyreek, he's just absolutely insane. We say his name every week. Ten for 146 and one, 30 points, pretty standard for him. Tank Dell, hell of a start from our guest here in his lineup. Eight for 149 and one touchdown. Baggy sleeves, another big game for him. 10 for 116 and a touchdown. Ayuk, 5 for 156 and a touchdown. Uh, DJ Moore, Amon Ra, Adams, Metcalf, they all had 20-point games. A lot of big receiver games this week, too. Tight ends. Kittle, another big game for him. 22 points, 8 for 89 and a tut. Kelsey had a nice little game. 7 for 44 and a touchdown. After that, it got pretty ugly for tight ends quick. Josh Oliver for the Vikings. It was a tight end three on the week, four for 47 and a touchdown. And Joku had a decent game, seven for 56. But overall, pretty ugly for tight ends on the week. Uh, but, yeah, like we said, uh, playoffs right around the corner. I'm fighting in uh, one league. I'm saying I'm out. I'm, I'm also out of double league. It's over. But uh, Sanctuary, it is uh, wide open, really top to – 10th place, really. Anything can happen here in these next three weeks. So that's going to be – I'm real excited for that one. I think that that's going to be fun to see what happens. And I'm excited to see who sneaks in Crook League at six. So. Oh, Clinch yeah. two, two leagues in playoffs, so nice to sit back and watch. One, I know I'm out, so I'll just have fun trying to play spoiler, ruin some people's records, give them a painful loss. That's the best. But uh, other than that, 
to roll on. Yeah, I think <clears throat> so. I haven't clinched any. I don't believe I'm firmly in the hunt in two, um, sniffing around in another two, and then I believe the other three um, completely dead in the water. Uh, yes, I believe that's the case. So, um, hey, you can't win them all, but uh, lucky to just have something to cheer for this late in the year. I guess that's the defense as to why you play multiple leagues. So, <clears throat> you know, you'd play two of them and you fuck them up. Okay, well, your year could be over week 10 and then that's it. So, um, yeah. a little bit to cheer for, and especially with football day around the corner. I'm very much looking forward to um, getting together with you fellas and uh, having a nice little weekend. Can't so, wait for football day. Um, yeah, football day is is the top three best days of the year for sure. Yeah, it's great. Love it. What's what's on the menu again uh, this year, House? Because I don't so, know if it, it, how are you going to compete with last year's spread. I think I'm just going to go up to a vote every year. Len was a big proponent. And he rallied the troops. We're going to do fresh pasta this year. So oh, that's uh, right. Brian's wife that's Nikita right. is going to the weekend before. She's got one of those attachments for the KitchenAid that you can like sheet the pasta out really easily. So she's going to come over. <clears throat> We're going to prep a lot of it the week before and freeze it. And then I'll make like a fresh batch, you know, just for show, just to kind of dick swing a little bit when everybody gets there. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Webb's bringing two jars of Butchie's uh, tomato sauce. And Mike's got some uh, Zappy's bread, some Bailey Zappy's bread coming down. So we'll get a nice little dipping oil with that. Um, I'm sure Nate will bring some Daffins, you know, you guys are welcome to bring, uh, whatever you like. Wakanda's encouraged. Actually, I got a holiday Wakanda right here. <laughs> oh, winter spice oh. cranberry. Oh, burning. How's that throat. hit? Burning my throat right Ooh. now. Yeah. It's just scrubs your mouth of, of anything you need. Um, well, what else Down do we got? Soul, man. I know Len will be getting cannolis from Moyos. Shout out to Moyos. Um, and Caliente will be providing um, a real service to us, as well as, hopefully, um, Piper Bay Cafe, if we can actually get up and eat breakfast. Um, I know I didn't last year. I, cu I couldn't do it. Ate too much the, day, the night before at Caliente. So um, maybe we'll check out that new location. But it's going to be a nice little time. Um, Got plenty of activities and, and uh, you know, just other forms of camaraderie lined up. Looking forward to getting some parlays together, and the whole group's got to get involved with that. That that could be real fun. Oh, that's a great idea. Like, yeah. everyone has a pick. Yeah. Yeah, and we yeah. all we all got to go. Yeah. So I that, love it. That could be that's really fun. That's a great idea. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we might as well dive into the... Uh, fantasy stock exchange. So, again, <clears throat> this is a fluid segment. Talk about whatever we like. And, you know, we talked a lot about things we liked and things we disliked last week. I want to, I guess the first thing I want to bring up, Zach Wilson, officially the QB3 now for the Jets. Does Tim Boyle do anything to improve the outlook of Garrett Wilson or Brees, uh, or anybody else in that team. I don't, I hate it. I mean, it's <laughs> Zach Wilson's not any good either, but it's just ugly across yeah. the board. It's I had 
uh, Aaron Rodgers as a subject for the stock exchange too. Uh, but Tim Boyle, yeah, not excited about that at all. And who else? They got Trevor Simeon as the backup. Yep. It's just you know, a team full of backups. It's going to hurt everyone on the offense. It's it's not good. Um, do you think there's any realistic chance of Rodgers coming back this season? Like he's talking about, or is uh... it just, I mean, Jets are now third in the division. They're four and six with Tim Boyle starting. What's the, why would he come back? Yeah. I'd say they're going to win some games. Um, that's the first thing, because if they keep losing, I think it's a hard no. Um, I'm also reading yeah. reports that the Jets are prepared to make a, an enormous run at Devonte Adams next year. So they're already planning for next year. Um, when you see how bad the team can be without a quarterback and, and you know, this isn't news to anybody, but <clears throat> the weapons they have on offense are outstanding. You know, you got Wilson, you got um, Brees, you got Dalv, who's playing second fiddle now, but you got some good young pass catchers, and you got you know role players like Lazard and and even Tyler Conklin can get it done over the middle with a competent quarterback. They're a borderline playoff team. Um, I don't think Tim Boyle's that. They said most realistic game for Rodgers to come back is Christmas Eve. That is, what, three weeks from now? They got to be somewhat out of it by then if they keep losing. So if they can string together a win, you know, <clears throat> obviously, and I don't want to derail this topic, but Miami's defense is playing pretty solid now. They got Ramsey back, three picks in three games. He's playing out of his mind. Um, yeah, That's who Miami's playing Black Friday this week, the Jets. That's, so, that's Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator, right? Yeah, Fangio? Vic, Vic Fangio, you know, this famous Ben, ben Don't Break. And, you know, it's been working since Ramsey came back. The, the, their best game was against the Raiders here, and it wasn't even that, like, bad of a blowout because I thought the Raiders played pretty well. But I just think the defense looked really good. And, and you know, again, I don't, I don't – this isn't a Dolphins take here. But as far as the Jets go, they got to get past Miami first with their new quarterback and, a, and a, <clears throat> you know, a defense that's heating up. Um, check the rest of their schedule real quick here. I know I have a jet somewhere. Um, so Miami, then Atlanta at home, Houston at home, and then at Miami. So you got some hot teams, Washington away, and then at Cleveland. I mean, besides Atlanta, you're playing all playoff teams, in my opinion, right there. Washington kind of borderline, but I didn't realize Cleveland was like seven and three. Is that right? I saw something about that today and I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I'm hoping that was wrong. No, the Cleveland Browns are seven and three. That's, that's correct. That is correct. They are seven and three. That is insane to me. Without a quarterback. (laughs) I mean, Robert Griffin, the third is really campaigning to, to get the nod there, which is funny. Oh my God. (laughs) He's got no shame. Yeah, he's got no shame. Oh, yeah, it should. Yeah, he posted a video basically begging to be on the the backup for the (laughs) anything. (laughs) I think that's the practice squad. Yeah, I think that's so funny. Um, But yeah, I mean, if the Jets can't win, there's no reason for Rodgers to come back. Um, That's my take. A little long winded there. Had a had a couple of cocktails feeling a little loose tonight. So I might get a little little more chatty than usual. (laughs) <laughs> crook what do you think about rogers 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm you hit you both hit the nail on the head. I don't think there's any reason for him to come back if they're not in contention for anything. Um, now he is his arrogance will you know he's going to want to play. And from what I heard, um, and I could be wrong because I haven't looked at the schedule, but I think the week that he was planning on coming back was against I want to say the Redskins. Is that correct? Well, they're the commanders. They're the oh the commanders. My bad. Um. (laughs) And the only reason I found that funny is because, you know, of the timing of him coming back. Cause, oh, that, that, yeah, so it would be week 16 against the uh, the commanders who are the worst uh, against the pass in right. the league. So right. it would be ideal for him to come back, right? Um, but, again, coming back on that short of a time frame with an Achilles, I don't know, at his age, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see it happening. I think he just wants to stay relevant for this time. Um, but again, that's that's just me. I don't really give it much thought. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I, I mean, I was going to bring this up anyway. It's a good transition. But with Miami's defense playing better, um, do you guys think that they could really be a contender this year? Um, not really a fantasy question, I suppose, but – their um, <clears throat> their schedule coming up, and obviously there's implications uh, with fantasy. But at the Jets, then at Washington, then home against Tennessee, home against the Jets, home against Dallas. That's Week 16. Is that Football Day? Week Week 14's Football Day. Oh, okay, okay. Man, that would have been exciting. Hey, it, could, it could be the second Football Day. Yeah, it could be. But then they got Dallas at home and then at Baltimore, which is a tough one-two Oof. there. And then week 18, I'm not sure. I, I just have the fantasy right now. So um, with this defense playing a little better, do you think Miami can really make a run here with some of these other teams kind of struggling? Yeah, I love uh, Miami's remaining schedule. And they're looking good. Tyreek still playing out of his mind every game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when you got an offense that can score at will, um, I know Oakland uh, or Vegas kept them, um, you know, in check for most of that game, at least the second half, because for a while there, it looked like Tyreek was going to break some records. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you got an offense like that, right, with that many weapons, if you can give them a mediocre defense, which it looks like they're already there and they're improving week to week. Um, they're hitting that they're that team that's hitting that stride this week right we see it every year that team that can can either get their offense together or their defense together week 12 13 14 they makes it into the playoffs and they make this run so i think they're a huge candidate a prime candidate for that team that solidifies their defense and and goes heads into the playoffs hot yeah i think i think they're perfectly set up for that obviously the bengals are out of the way now baltimore looks good afc I think they're the four seed right now because of AFC is like wide open. (laughs) Yeah. But chiefs were one. I don't know if they still are. I I believe they are. Yeah. Um, and then they're seven, three Baltimore. Those are five and five. Yeah. Baltimore is eight and three. Bills are six and five. Browns are seven and three. Trying to see who else we got here. Oh, the Jags are seven and three still, but Texans six and four right on their tail. 
<clears throat> I believe now, for some reason, they have the Jags over Miami for the 3-4 seed. I don't know if that's a strength of schedule thing. It very well could be. But a lot of football left to play, so um, interested to see how that pans out. I'd really like to see the Eagles start losing. They're just annoying to me now. I, uh, I really liked the strides they made last year. And I just drafted a bunch of their players because I thought the offense was good and it turned out to be pretty successful. But I don't know if it's the fans or the brotherly shove or all the, you know, officiating bullshit around them, but I'm kind of sick of the Eagles. Are you guys in with that at all? It's the brotherly shove. It's annoying. Yeah. It's three guaranteed three yards every play. It's the worst. I'm so done with that. Um they shouldn't. They should have like three or four losses. I feel like, and a testament to good game management, I guess. Um, but they're not as good. They're not an eight and one football team, in my opinion. Or uh, what are they? Eight and two. Nine and one. Nine, nine and one. Yeah. Uh, they're not a nine and one football team, but they're still probably within the top two or three best in the league. Um, <clears throat> what else did I have here? Mark Andrews. With him down, now they're saying he can make a comeback. I'm not buying it. Uh, as a fantasy player, I'm certainly not buying it. I'm, I'm dropping him if I didn't already drop him in the one league. I will be tomorrow. Um, do you think Isaiah likely can make an impact anywhere near Andrews um, in the next month or so of the fantasy season? I had this on my list as well uh, for Andrews being done. Are you picking up likely? I'm not very likely to pick him up. He's had chances like this before. I haven't seen much out of him. I I just, I don't, until I see something, I'm not, I'm really just not interested. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and just like you said it, right, he's had his chance in the past. I think he had one one good game when he filled in for Andrews last year. I think he scored. That might have been the very first time he filled in for him. Uh, but since then, and I remember week one, I picked him up because Kelsey was out. Um, I think he put up a goose egg for me. Yeah. So it's not to say that now that, you know, they, they can maybe try to scheme a little bit more knowing that Andrews is out and they'll try to get him fit in that offense, you know, to his strengths. And he is super athletic. So I think he'll be average. Uh, I don't think he'll be the caliber of Andrews, but that's not a hot take. Um, so yeah, I'd probably just pass on it for now. Yeah, I think it depends on how desperate you are. Because there's some decent tight ends there that can pop off. Um, he's just one of those guys that's going to have like three targets, two catches, 19 yards, and a touchdown. And that's great, but it's not – I mean, it's not great. Like, it's okay, but it's not – Well, it's boom or bust. Yeah, it's not going to win you a week, but I feel like dependent. that's such a line that he would have. Um, so I'm with you guys. Yeah, and it, Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. No, I was just, it, it's so interesting because Anders is sort of – I would say Anders is kind of the opposite, right, where you see him have such big games. And so right. just to see him come in there – because I think what's going to happen is they're going to just keep pounding that rock, man. They're just going to rely on the run a lot more. I think, you know, if anything, maybe Zay Flowers sees a little bit of an uptick. But I don't think they're just going to one-for-one replace Anders with Likely. I just don't think that's – they're just different players. They're different skill sets. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that Thursday game – uh, they were going to Andrews early and often, and that could have been like an eight to nine catch game for him, just judging by how it was going. And, um, what did he have three when he got hurt? And that was like the first couple minutes of the game. Yeah, two or three at least. Yeah. He had almost 30 yards, and it was like mid first quarter when he got hurt. So, um, 
yeah not ideal <laughs> to say the least uh jerry brought it up before the giants and tommy devito so a lot of jokes about you know his mom doing his laundry and making him chicken cutlets all that and i think it's a funny story and all that and and it is funny because I was listening to the pods, the the picks pod with Len and Mike last week, and I and I already gave Len shit about it. Not that it was a bad take at all, but it's just funny how it worked out. He said Tommy DeVito is probably the worst starting quarterback he's ever seen in his, however forty some years of watching football, and then he comes out and <laughs> drops three dimes, <laughs> has the game of his life. Um, is that a flash in the pan? Do you think? Because I think Daniel Jones had surgery today, so it looks like. Um, Danny DeVito is going to be the guy for the rest of the year, I suppose. So do you think there's any value there as a QB two? Um, I'm not crazy about him. I mean, I like the story too. It's fun, but the giants really are just a mess still, even though they had that nice game and Saquon had a big game, but yeah, I mean, you could maybe put him on your team as a stash and, He's there for a reserve in case of something bad happened in a two QB league or something. But other than that, I'm steering clear. I'm with you, Jerry. I think in a two in a super flex two quarterback league, he might be decent to roster. Um, but I think the the biggest part of that is that the Giants are just crumbling. They have no offensive line. They can't get that figured out. Um, you know, they went up against the the Commanders, which you know can make anybody look good. They they can't cover the perimeter receivers, right? can't cover receivers out of the backfield they're struggling all around so i think if you're picking them up you're trying to chase points um it also depends on how desperate you are i mean obviously we've all seen it this year we have so many rookie quarterbacks starting that are mediocre because of all the injuries so i do know that there are teams desperate out there in a super flex league i think he's worth a stash that i pick up but obviously not in a one quarterback league you're not you're not playing him you're not doing that yeah I'd, i'd have to agree it's a good story um I don't see anything in the future, uh, even in the future of like this season here. So um, I got one more thing here that I wanted to bring up. I think I did. Yes. So Titans at three and seven, firmly out of the playoff race here. Do you think that they would do Tannehill a solid, let him go, and maybe the Browns at seven and three can make a run at him. And this is an original idea. You know, I've seen a lot of that over the past few days, but a lot of talk about Tannehill going to the Jets, going to the Vikings, going whoever will take him, going to the Colts. That would have been the most Colts move ever is to get Ryan Tannehill because they just went through four <laughs> Ryan Tannehills um, of different ages and calibers. But what do you guys think? I would really like to see that uh i'm not entirely sure how complicated of an offense stefanski's running there over in um cleveland uh sean watson hasn't picked it up yet so i don't know if it's overly difficult or that's a shot at him in two years but um obviously there's issues there do you think that uh that's a possibility uh, specifically for the browns Well, I, they they just they signed uh, Flacco to the practice squad. Is there any legs with that story? I mean, is that uh, and it happened for sure? Like, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so clearly they're in search, right? Yeah. They, they I don't think they think that DTR is the guy. Um, 
you know, but, you know, I could be honest with you. That's the first time I had heard it. The Tannehill thing. Uh, it's interesting because I do know that something came out about either he did or didn't request, you know, re- to be released. I wasn't, like I said, I, this is the first time I've heard about him going to a different team, but I think for him, and I think for those teams, it would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, it was more in know, the vein of like, like the Browns, the, the Browns, they have a Super Bowl defense. Yeah. Right. They just need someone in there. And I'm not saying DTR can't do it. Right. I mean, they just beat the Steelers with them. Uh, and don't even get me started with that whole mess. But, um, but going back a step, I think if they had someone who's a serviceable game manager, which I think Tannehill has proven that he can do if he can stay healthy, um, that would be a, I think that would, could be a smart move. Yeah, it seemed like it was, a, hey, let's throw this guy a bone. Obviously, we announced Levis is the starter rest of the season. And if something happens with Levis, they're going to go to Malik Willis. Uh, you know, the, the Tannehill experiment's over. So it was doing him a solid, see if he could make an impact somewhere else. You know, he's done a lot for the organization. Um, by all accounts, Tannehill's a stand-up guy and, and still might have a little bit left in the tank. Surely more could offer the Browns more than anybody on their roster at this point. So, I, personally, I'd love to see it happen. Jerry, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it would be sweet. Um, I haven't seen anything like that either, so it's the first time I'm hearing of it, but I, I think it makes sense as well. I'd love to see it for Tannehill. Uh, go over to a team that's leading their division right now and close to leading the division and can be a contender. Yeah, with that defense, we said before, if you can just have a competent quarterback, you can – yeah. You can win some games, so I'll be all in for it. I'd love to see it. That'd be cool. And there's there's no slouches at, the, at their skill positions either. You know, they got some good players, so. Yeah. Um, here's wishing it into into existence, but, yeah, I did see it. Um, I don't know. One of the talk shows I saw a clip from, um, so it might hold no weight at all, but would love to see that. Uh, Jerry, what else do you have on your list? Uh, just one other thing we talked about most of it. Uh, we'll keep the the theme of injuries going. Uh, Burrow uh, is done for the season, according to the coach. So Jake Browning to be the starter. How 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 much does this affect Higgins and Chase managers? Is this you know is there a major drop off? Is it what do we do here? Yeah, I'd say it's close to a 50% drop-off, personally. Um, with Higgins' health and them obviously not going to make a playoff, playoff push with Jake Browning, who didn't look horrible, you know, last week, I will say, in relief. But what incentive does Higgins have to come back? He's playing for a contract. The Bengals aren't going to give it to him. They're not going to make the postseason. So I don't think Higgins personally makes much of an impact rest of the season. Now, Browning... I will be forced into starting Browning and only Browning in my Dynasty Superflex League because of my losses of Kirk and Burrow. So I'm hoping wow. that it's something, but that's literally the only option I have unless something happens with uh, Bryce and I can plug Andy Dalton in there or you know some of these other scrubs that I have just just back up. So it's it's a deep it's a deep league, but somehow I keep winning. Um, and hopefully I got Justin Jefferson making a comeback. Um, crossing the fingers for that. But I think it's about a 50% drop-off. Uh, for Chase, I would say maybe not quite that. Because if I'm Browning, I'm going to throw to him 15 times a game. 
But for your, you know, Boyd's been yeah. pretty solid. He's had some dropsies, but he's had some good fantasy games. Uh, he, he'll probably barely be startable, in my opinion, with Browning there. So Chase is probably your only guy. And they'll probably feed Mixon a little bit more, which could be a total disaster because Mixon has not been good at all. And their line has not been good at all. So um, I agree 100%. I think I think on paper, uh, you know, you someone might think like, oh, Mixon's just going to get the rock more. It's better for him. I actually think it's worse. I think it, I think out of everyone, it hurts Mixon the most yeah. having uh, Burrow gone. I think so. Yeah, because instead of them sacking Burrow 30 times a game, they'll have to tackle Mixon more. Because <laughs> that's what yeah. the Bengals do. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm with you, though. I mean, Browning didn't look for a backup – because what's I, I'll be honest with you, uh, I didn't even know who their backup was until he came in, and so I thought, oh, gee, against the Ravens at home, I was thinking this guy's just going to throw you know three or four picks. He actually was pretty serviceable. I, I didn't think he was terrible, um, but again, that's not you know, yeah, for a backup. Very athletic. Um, I picked him up in that league after camp because I think he beat out Will Greer. I had them both on my team because I was just. Obviously, in twelve team superflex dynasty, where there's no uh, quarterback like rules or or anything like that, you could have th- all thirty two starters if you wanted, really, because there's teams are like 35, 35 players. So, um, you just got to take your backups of your guys and your backups backups if if you want really any shot of having some consistency because it's a crapshoot with injuries, you know. So I didn't know much about them, but I grabbed them because I felt like I had to. <clears throat> yeah. Moving forward, got to start him. <laughs> Matt, did you have anybody in particular that you wanted to chat about? Uh, as far as like a stock watch? Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I do have a guy. Um, so this gentleman, uh, he plays at the wide receiver position. The last three weeks, we've seen his uh, snap share go from 44% to 60% to 69%. Nice. Uh, he's uh, last week he was the top target of the quarterback at twenty one percent. He since week nine I think he's averaged double digit points, maybe just under double digit points. But this receiver, anybody care to take a guess of who this receiver might be? He's coming on strong right now. Um, can can you give he just, us? He's not. You know, he's not. He's not great. But I'm saying early stock watch. I think this is going to be you know a guy to watch come playoff time. Um. Can you give us a, another hint? Because I like guessing games. NFC, NFC North. NFC North. D, NFC. DJ Moore? Look at my room I'm in. Oh, Dobbs? Dobbs. Now, Jalen Reed. Jalen Reed. Jaden Reed. Reed. Yeah. Jaden um, Reed. Yeah, I don't even know his name. But I, I do know some stats about the guy. Hey, he went to Michigan State, <laughs> so I'm well aware of Jaden Reed. Um, I, I had him early in the year when Watson was hurt. Uh, I'm a fan. I, I like, I really like him. Well, look, I mean, he's, he's, he's not the most athletic guy, right? He doesn't jump off the charts like Watson does, but Watson's done. He's not the number one anymore. Yeah. Uh, loves, you know, love still has a good connection with Dobbs, but if you look at the trajectory, right, if you look at the pattern over the last three to four weeks and you look at, at how his snap share has gone up from, you know, it was in the 20s, the 30s, but now it's up near 70% last week, and it's just growing. And, and uh, again, he had 20, 20% target share last week. And so I just – I think he's the guy. And a very favorable – listen to this schedule. He's right. He's got Detroit, uh, Giants, Tampa Bay. I mean, these are all teams that they're going to they're gonna throw on. 
So I think when you're looking at, you were talking about Stockwatch and someone to, to kind of keep an eye on, I think Reed is, is a really good candidate. I don't know about what you guys think. Go ahead, Jerry. I don't have, I haven't had any stocks in him this year, so I probably haven't paid attention as much as I should have. But anything I've seen from him, like even watching him play or what I've noticed his different performances and stuff, and with his target share going up like that, yeah, it's definitely something someone I'd be trying to uh, if he's out there on wires or anything like that, I'd be snagging him immediately. Yeah, I'm quite a big fan. Um, obviously, I've <clears throat> past few weeks I've kind of gushed about Dobbs as well, so I, I'm a big fan of Dobbs. Finally, he's getting some more targets. Uh, he's just a really good player. He's they're both better than Watson at this point. Watson is who I thought he was going to be last year, and then he surprised me. He was like, oh, fuck, I really misread this dude. And now he's kind of fallen right in line with, with what I thought. Now, that could obviously change. Um, I just never – I thought he would be very injury-prone, and that just seems to be, you know, what he is. It's like I also thought that a DK Metcalf, and I couldn't have been more wrong. I thought he was just too big and strong for his own body, and I was like, oh, this guy, he'll be hurt too much, soft tissue stuff. But that seems to be what Watson is athletic freak that happens to some of those guys but i would i mean i'm if i'm love i'm gonna i'd rather throw the ball to either one of those guys than watson and i like reed um got a really young core there really really young good core of playmakers i do think aaron jones will probably be on another team next year and i think that's a good like he's a good player but i think they could use a little change of pace there this time no pun intended um yeah, I think well, what's what's Dylan's contract like? I think isn't Dylan's up too? It's probably getting close, but AJ Dylan, me and Jerry fell for that last year. I'll never do that again. I don't think he's a very good player. Just that's I don't know what else to say. I don't. I'm not gonna say he's horrible. Um, he's in the NFL, but he's three not, yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah, I mean, how many times has Jones been hurting and we're all firing up and smashing Dylan, and then he goes for. You know, 12 carries for 40 yards and no touchdowns and one catch yeah. for six yards. I mean, that's who the guy is. I don't know. I just uh, – I don't trust him at all at this point. I'm wondering what they're going to do at quarterback because Love seems to – you know, he had a great game last week um, against the Chargers. So, are they going to do enough to keep Love around? Or are they going to be in the hunt, you know, this offseason? Are they going to look for a veteran? Are they going to try and draft a rookie? Um I think those are all questions that come into play with that. But I like Jaden Reed quite a bit. I think that those three, that trio, could produce a really, really high upside quarterback over the next few seasons because those three guys are tied to them for quite a while. Um, If I had to rank them right now, it would be Dobbs, Reed, Watson. Watson not too far behind Reed, but that could change pretty quickly in a few weeks here if we keep seeing what we're seeing. Yeah. Not to mention Musgrave, who was having a good season. Now he um, is, like, hospitalized. I didn't quite catch what happened to him, um, if you guys did. Uh, I don't really. I had no, no I, I wasn't no. aware. I do know that he's missed some time with concussions. I didn't know he was uh, hospitalized, though. Luke Musgrave released from hospital after suffering pretty significant abdomen injury on Sunday. So, that sounds like he could have, like, internal yeah. bleeding or something like that. That does happen. Maybe um, I'm going to sneeze. Could have been broken ribs. Um, common thing that we see, you know, quite a bit. So 
all possibilities, but pretty significant if he was hospitalized. So, um, and he, and you know, wow. another reason to, to kind of experiment and fire up Reed as a low end flex for now. Um, if you got guys limited. So yeah, that's how I feel. Um, Crook, did you have anything else? Nope. All right. That was it. Just, uh, read. I got a couple more, but they're going to tie into our smashes. So I think we will migrate over that way. Um, but we should probably hear on uh, word from our sponsor here. When your family is real hungry, eat in Abilies. Special steak delivery from your friends in Nepalese. Happy in Nepalese, you'll be happy in Nepalese, you'll be happy in Nepalese. Get some sweetheart wings and some pepperoni when you're real hungry with your family in Nepalese. Stromboli. Calzone, get some Italian cuisine in Nepalese. Shout out to Naps Pizza. Uh, Matt, are you going to get some naps while you're in town? Oh, you better believe it. I almost uh, paid uh, them a visit this evening, but it just didn't work out. By the time I got home, I had to get ready for this pod. But, oh, yeah, you better believe it. I'll be hitting it up for sure. Now, I know you'll go to Super Sub for your wings, though. You can't get those in Naps. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things ever. I don't know. Yeah, but, I tell you what, though, I, you go eat the naps. They put in a balsa wood, uh, whatever yeah. wood that is. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. those balsa bowls really—that's good stuff. They kick that flavor up a notch, and they do make some great wings. <laughs> I'll give them that. Um, they sure do. All right, so get into the smashes from last week. Um, I know I'm going to get naps at least once while I'm in town. Very much looking forward to it. Um, maybe pop by Drip Coffee House as well if, if I got time. Um, all right, so smashes from last week. Uh, I did okay, I suppose. Um, QB, I had Dobbs. He had 221 yards and a tut and then a rushing tut, so... Kind of right on the border there. I think he had just under 20 points. I'm going to say that I won't take a smash for that. Uh, but seems like this guy sneaks in on the ground every week. You know, that's a that's a touchdown prop that I've put in for three weeks in a row. I think I've gotten it. And uh, obviously I've lost because something else messed it up. But he still got in there. Um, Tony Pollard, Jerry. You know, I wished it. I did it. I'm going to take full responsibility of that. I did that. I put it out into the universe. He went 12 for 61 and a tot on the ground and then four catches for just south of 20 yards. So um, 18 points. Nice little game for Pollard. Very pleased with that. And hope, hopefully we see that going forward. Um, my wide receiver, and Crook called me out for it last night. Let me let me give you this stat line, Jerry. I put 20 bucks on a Rishi Rice 17 and a half over on his longest reception and guess how long his longest reception was 17 17 on the dot (laughs) 
<laughs> like what a big you can't fuck make you. you you can't, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you can't it's, it's unreal it's so funny and i think i had like aj brown 50 yards who could he could do that you know in his oh, sleep of course and that's what screwed my parlay everything even the the crooks at me uh Kadarius Tony's receiving line was six and a half yards. I couldn't get over it. I think that was the funniest thing I've ever. And he and he and he hit it. He hit it hard. I think he had like twelve. But uh, I'll be looking. Oh, yeah. I'll be looking for that line every week now. That's so funny. I don't think I've ever seen one under like nine or eight or nine yards. He had to scroll to the bottom. Maybe he was like on a yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even on the same game parlay page. I was like, yeah, it's not on here. <laughs> Uh, but Rishi Rice um, didn't really come through for me. I think he had four for 41, so just above eight points. And then Schultz got in the end zone again, two for 31 and a tut, 11 points for tight end. I'm on the fence about that smash, but Pollard certainly going to take that and uh, just happy to see him doing it again. So um, what what do they say? Um, I can't remember how the saying goes, but... Anyway, you got to talk shit, <laughs> then you'll get the production out of it. Um, so Tim last week continued our MVP CJ Stroud talk. Uh, 19.3 points, again, over 300 yards and two tuts. Kid is just so impressive. Um, I'm going to give him a smash for that. Even though 19.3 might not quite be smash material, just 300 yards and two it's tuts. Right on the cusp. For a rookie, yeah. I think we're going to give it to him. Uh, I mean, I don't know what Jerry has in store here, but so far, smash of the week, Devin Singletary, 112 on the ground and a tut and two catches from just south of 20 points. Great start. Tim started A.J. Brown. Now, he did say this is a cheat, and uh, A.J. Brown's just too good and talked about all this stuff. So I'm firmly blaming that on him. 1.8 points. Um, congratulations, Tim. I know you had an investment in him. You got what you deserved. Uh, you need to stop jinxing guys <laughs> like that. And then McBride, our darling here, um, just five for 43, so 9.3 points. So I can't say it's a smash, but a solid day for McBride. Uh, so I'm going to give Tim uh, – we're going to give him two there. We're going to give him the Texans uh, with Stroud and Singletary. Jerry, how would you do? I did okay. Uh, QB, I had Sam Howell. He was QB 14. He was like the same as these other guys. He was right at like 19 points. Yeah. He had 255 and a touchdown. He did have three picks, but he also had a rushing touchdown. So right. I'm not going to take it for him. Uh, running back. So you said Tim had Singletary? Because I had Singletary. Um, I think you both did. Are I you... don't remember a double smash on him. Huh. Okay. Uh, I'll have to go back and listen. I might have. I don't know how I would have. I could be wrong too, but I yeah, just didn't yeah. remember a double smash. Yeah, I'll have to go back and check. Um, but, well, we talked about but, Singletary. Yeah, Singletary. Big, big game, running back eight on the week. Like you said, he was just under 20 points, 22 carries, 112, and a touchdown. And he also had a couple catches. Um, wide receiver, I had Puka. He was wide receiver 12 on the week. He went five for 70 and a touchdown. Uh, just under 19 points, so I'll take a smash for him. And then tight end, I had Laporta potty, and he did not do so hot. He was three for 18 on five targets. That's just five targets in his past two games, so hoping to see that increase a bit for him back to his seven, eight, nine target games he was seeing prior to that. 
So I'll take two, one for Devin Singletary and one for Puka. There you go. Yeah, I'll get to the bottom of this uh, uh, Tim smash at running back because he doesn't even like running backs. So why why would he start one? Um, <laughs> now it makes me point. now it makes me think he tried to get one of them cheater ones that just plays receiver. Uh, <laughs> I can't quite remember now. I'll get to the bottom of it while you guys are on the soapbox. Anyway. We'll get into our Week 12 smashes here. Of course, four for four across the board. And I will say, Matt Crook, you are still the only person to come on the show, including me and Jerry, to have a perfect four for four smash week. Can we keep it going? The pressure is on. You did that just last year. Matt, who do you have at quarterback? Oh, the pressure is on. Uh, however, I do feel pretty confident about this guy. Um, I, this week, I'm taking a layup. I'm taking Dak. Um, he's second in the league in deep ball completion percentages. Uh, he's playing against a team who's uh, bottom of the league and being able to cover perimeter receivers, inside you know slot receivers. So I just think they're going to have a, a day. Uh, Dak's going to have a day, three total touchdowns. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm taking Dak on Turkey Day. Love it. All right. Uh, Jerry? I'm going to take Brock Purdy. Back-to-back 30-plus point performances since the bye. Uh, They look like they did early in the year again. Um, He had a max quarterback rating of 158.3 this past week. He has a 6-0 touchdown-to-intercept ratio since the bye, and he's got a matchup against Seattle. Uh, So I like anyone against that secondary um, they seem to struggle, so I think uh, 49ers put up some big points again. Yeah, I'd say it's a safe bet. All right. So uh, I'm going to take a guy who I just received in a trade and immediately traded away, but he's playing primetime against the Vikings, mm-hmm. I believe. So I'm going to go with Justin Fields. Did not look very good this past week, but – Shaking some rust off. I know he had over 100 on the ground, so it wasn't all bad. Uh, we'll see if he can get that, um, you know, thumb back in, in motion or whatever. But I think Fields against the Vikings is a nice little spot, especially on Monday night. And I'm trying to see if that's a home game or not. Um, I think it's in Minnesota. I think it's at the Hubert it's H. Minnesota. The Hubert H. Humphrey Metronome. Still, I like it. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, running back. This is a guy that showed quite a bit to me this week. You hear a lot about, oh, he should be the starter. He's so much better. He's so much more athletic. And personally, I mean, very objectively, because I do like him quite a bit. I just didn't quite see it until last week. But Jalen Warren against the Bengals in Cincinnati. The proclaimed starter had nine rushes last week for, um, let me see here. Nine rushes for a buck 29 and a tut. Three catches for 16 yards for 22 points. An outstanding Stat line there for a guy who was still uh, splitting carries with Naj, but nine carries and, and, you know, three catches he did that with. So 
I love it, especially against the Bengals here. And I'm guessing Steelers roll and, uh, you know, get some more heat on the rest of their division here. So I'm going to take Jalen Warren. Uh, Jerry? I'm going to dig a little deeper here. I'm going to take Brian Robinson. He's been hot a couple weeks now, and he's getting a lot of work in the passing game. Uh, He's really starting to become Howell's primary check down guy. Yep. Um, they do have a really tough matchup against Dallas, but I think that's only going to tend to more checkdowns for Brian Robinson. Um, he has 27 points and 20 in his last two games. Uh, I expect him to have another nice game receiving the ball against Dallas. I think he can, he can get 12 points just from his receiving. Yeah, he's been awesome. Very, very fun to watch. Uh, we'll see how that Gibson uh, injury lingers. Uh, Matt, who you got at running back? Well, I'm going to take my boy Swift. Um, they go up against – Eagles go up against Buffalo at home. Swift plays well at home and on the road, as we saw last night, even against a tough KC defense. Buffalo not as good as KC. Uh, about middle of the road against running backs. Um, similar to your pick. Uh, Jerry, I do think that we see um, Swift do a lot out of the receiving game out of the backfield uh, next week. I think he gets 100 total yards from a scrimmage and a touchdown. All right. How about a wide receiver? Me? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, So I'm going to take my boy Tank Bell. Uh, Houston is going up against Jacksonville. You can't run on Jacksonville, right? As we saw last week with Derrick Henry and, and the Titans. So I think they're going to be forced to throw, which guess what? CJ Stroud, he loves that game plan. So uh, Tank Dell, he's fifth and catches over 20 yards this season. He's top 10 in air yards. Um, and he's not slowing down. He's one of his favorite targets. I know there's a lot of mouths to feed, but I think he's a safe bet for five catches, 100 and a touch. Oh, maybe. Uh, Jerry, how about your receiver? I'm going to go with Chris Olave. Michael Thomas sent to the IR today, so he's out four games. So I think this leads to more action for Olave. And he has a nice little game against Atlanta. I'm going to say seven for 90 and a tut. Wow. We would be due, but that would be – you're picking all guys that are on my double league team as soon as I'm out of contention. And I'm going to take that as disrespect <laughs> right off the bat. Brian Robinson, Olave. And <laughs> I still wonder how Brian Robinson's my RB3, and I have no shot at even getting into the playoffs this year. Um, incredible. But uh, I digress. My receiver, I've been tugging him uh, for a few weeks and uh, gave him a little bit of a nice little tug, uh, Western grip, uh, you know, this evening. And it's going to be the war room that Matt's in right now. Romeo Dobbs for the Packers. And they are playing at the Lions on Thursday. So Thanksgiving game. Yeah. Yeah. Great match on Thanksgiving. Really looking forward to Dobbs. Need him in in a crucial league. So, again, putting it out there. Romeo, do me right. And I think he at least scores a tut. We'll see about the you know the receptions and the volume, but I think he could catch four passes in a tut and and hopefully have a nice nice yardage game in between there. And we'll finish up on uh, tight end here, 
a guy that I think it's overlooked and gets teased a little bit here and there. It's like, Oh yeah, it could be, you know, could be pretty solid and then has a blunder of a game and doesn't do shit. But I'm going to say Kate Otten for the bucks here. Now last week he had a four for 49 game, pretty standard tight end game, but, um, Indy middle of the road against, um, tight ends here. So I think that Kate Otten's a good, a really good option, and I think the Bucks are still kind of in the playoff hunt, so they're going to be really motivated to try to get a big W here and uh, maybe eat a W for their former quarterback. So, Kate on for me. Jerry? I'm going to take a guy you had last week, Dalton Schultz. He's on a nice little streak right now. He had a touchdown last week. Um, Houston playing the Jags this week. Big, big matchup. Hoping it's a shootout. Um but, yeah, he has five touchdowns in his last seven games, so he can score any week. Uh, Stroud's getting comfortable with him. Uh, I, I just, I'm just i real excited for that matchup this week. That's a battle for the division, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. And Matt finishes off the tight end. So I'm going to take a guy who leads uh, – let's see. He leads all tight ends in receptions, yards. Uh, he leads his team in percentage of targets. Uh, and he also leads the league in most catches over 10 yards. Justin Jefferson's still out. Um, I'm going to take Hawkinson, who was my pick last year. So I'm going to double up with Hawkinson this year. Sunday night. I think it's uh, no Monday night against Monday the Bears. Night. Bears are pretty weak against the tight end. The old Hawk sucker himself. I'm sure he'll be <laughs> sucking multiple Hawks on Monday night. So there you go. There's our smashes. Obviously, four out of four across the board. And now yep. we will get into featured segment of the show. Soap. Soap. All right. Uh, Matt, would you like to jump up on the soapbox first or you want to save it for last? I'll let you guys go ahead and start. All right. Jerry, how about you? You want first? You want second? I'll go first. All right, you start us off. So uh, earlier today, I got a funny notification from Yahoo about Justin Jefferson saying he doesn't care about your fantasy team. So it must have been – it was some tweet that he was responding saying um, – it doesn't matter how many you flood my DMs. My health is way more important, blah, blah, blah. You know, I just made me think, I'm like, can you imagine being a person that DMs a professional athlete and bitches at them for not recovering from their injury as fast as you'd like them to? <laughs> like, that's the worst type of human ever. I can't even imagine. Like, it's not even funny, really. Like, it, like, I just don't get it. It's just so insane to me to think so many people would do that that to where you'd have to respond. I mean, I mean, also on the Jefferson side, why even acknowledge anything like that? Just let it go, not even say anything. But I just found, I just think that's so funny to me that people actually would go either way to message people that are on their fantasy football team and bitch at them or complain. That's just crazy to me. So don't be one of them people. I just deleted my DM to Justin Jefferson. So I was DMing Justin You're like, Jefferson. oh, I got I to gotta go through my drafts now. <laughs> All right. So while Jerry jumped up, I had to do a little recon. 
And Tim's running back smash of the week was Brees the Beast. So, uh, I know he had a solid game. I'm trying to get his numbers here so I can give him credit. 16 points. Uh, let's see. 10 rushes for 23 yards. Not great there. But five catches for 50 and a tut. Huge smash for Brees. So, Tim, you didn't get Singletary, but you got yeah. Brees. It's just as good. Um, that's a great smash. So I caught most of what you said about Jefferson. It is funny. I would never, ever think about DMing like a, a, (laughs) an athlete. Like that's insane to me. Um, also something I saw and it was, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this or not. Somebody was meeting Harrison Butker and they lost like a hundred K on a parlay because he missed a field goal and he did like a meet and greet where he like brought his daughter up to get like a signature. And I don't know what transpired after that, but they wouldn't have had the caption that they did unless the guy didn't like at least say something or confront him about it. Like how big of a piece of shit are you? (laughs) If you can afford to put a hundred K on a parlay or even, you know, one where you could win a hundred K Maybe don't do that. Like, <laughs> that's so, I can't, so shitty, especially in a public place where he's like meeting fans and things. Um, I, I, I got to dig into the video and Same. see what actually happened more. But, um, you know, he's set up at a table doing a signing, meeting people and this guy. And it just says better confronts Harrison <laughs> Butker after his missed kit cost him 100K. Like, this guy's, a, that's a joke. I, I have no respect for anybody that. If you can't take it, don't bet on it. Like, yeah, it sucks, but, you know, shit happens. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. I hate everything about it. It's sports betting. It's yeah. the worst betting you can do. It. Yeah. We all it's suck all at it. Nobody's good at it. <laughs> um, so I'm going to get up on the soapbox here and just talk about sportsmanship i guess uh like the rjs it's one thing but every chance somebody gets they just disparage their own team and it's annoying and i catch myself doing it too just out of having to hear it from everybody else and it's like i'm not giving myself grace there because i fall into it too but the self-deprecation humor is great we talked about that last week with tim i love that and like everyday life but when it comes to fantasy, it's like, okay, we get it. You don't want to say anything good about your team. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing good that you can say that's going to help your team. So you'll just disparage it. And basically your mentality is, well, if I advertise it as being bad and something good happens, then, you know, it's great. But if I lose, I can just say, oh, I told you. Like I knew, I knew this was going to happen. I told you what was going to happen. And I feel like that's such an odd motivating factor to say something like that, but I can't stand that. And, and, and I mentioned it this more with, um, you know, the guy, let's see what place Sean is in. And, and I love Sean. He's one of my favorite people, but he's currently in fourth place at eight and three. And I am at three and eight. And Thursday he texts me, Hey man, just take it easy on me this week. And I wanted to spike my phone. On Thursday. Thursday. I wanted to spike my phone off the fucking ground. I was so mad. I was like, this is why I don't come into the chat. This is why I don't like, I would love to have like a, a nice friendly text exchange. 
And then every and and again, I'm not, this is everybody, so I'm not just picking on Sean. But our conversation throughout the weekend was like, oh, a player got hurt. Uh, oh, I lost him. Uh, the 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 year's over for him. Like he's done. This guy like stubbed his toe. He's out for the year. My year's fucked. Uh, I can't stand this. Why do I even play? Uh, and then he's back out there in like another play. And it, it happens all the time. We've all done it, but it's like, man, I can't, I don't want to hear this anymore. I don't want to hear it. And that's when I just quit replying to people's messages. Um, it's annoying. Sean, I love you, but man, you, you got to know how shitty of a move that was. It's so bad sitting at three and eight and you're eight and three and you're just like, Oh, Oh, please don't hurt me with your really good, big, strong team. Oh, you're, you're, you're so much better than me. I'd expect that at Eric D. <laughs> And Eric D still waiting 14 days, 13 days, still waiting on that message uh, for you to come on the pod, Eric. So again, hope everything's, hope everything's okay. Um, I'll keep waiting. So um, you just let us know if you're free and uh, we're here. We're here. Yeah, we're here. You know, we're, we're throwing a, a, a limb you. out for you. We're, we're worried about you. We care about you. Um, hope all is well. So um, I'm going to jump down, Matt, the stage is yours. So go just piggybacking off you real quick. I think that which is hard to do on, on that broad of a back that you have there. But it's easy. Um, I, I do think that there is something there's some there's like etiquette, right? There should be etiquette involved. I think there's sportsmanship, gamesmanship. Like I just played Jerry. Jerry and I talk, we check each other, but like when the games when you know the games are about to start, you just like I, I don't I try not to ever text anyone until the games are over, right? I just think that's the proper way to do it. Um but I hear you're, what you're saying is totally right. Now, I will say, though, people I'm not playing are going to hear me bitching and complain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> House, you're like my, my go-to. Oh, yeah. When I expect HM, HM went down and I'm like, bah, 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 bah. you know, I saw it coming. But uh, You did dream that. But there is etiquette involved, I think, right? Like self-awareness, there, there should be some of that. So, like when Weber uh, texts me, I hope you win. I'm out of the league. Yeah. You know, and it's week four. <laughs> That's such a shit move. <laughs> yeah. And don't tell me you don't tell me you hope I win. That doesn't, you know, you can say good luck, but and again, Weber's my favorite person in the world. We're all guilty of it, but uh, he's yeah, one I of the. Do, I do agree with you. There should be some etiquette. Oh, he's one of the worst offenders of it. Because Jerry, you remember this was like the last year that Weber won. Um, he was like ten and three, or no, he was like, I don't know, he was two or three games in first place. And it was towards the end of the year, and he looks yeah. at us, and he's just like, I don't think I'm going to make the playoffs. Dead serious. He's just like, I don't think I'm going to get into the playoffs. We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You, you have to score like 60 points this week, and you're locked in. He's like, yeah, I, don't think, I just don't think I'm going to get in. Like, I can't stand. Maybe I can't, I, no, no. I can't. Don't give him an out here. That's the worst. <laughs> That's the, like, that makes me so mad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't fucking stand that so bad. Oh, the, the fantasy versions of ourselves are so bad. They're right? not. Good. It's like we all love each other. We care about each other. We're good friends. But man, when it comes to fantasy, it's like there's two two sides of us. Oh it's yeah, brutal. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, and and look, I'll make my soapbox quick. Um, I had a lot of like things that came to mind, like the fact that the the scoring's low in the NFL. I think it's partially because people can't receivers can't catch the ball anymore. Um, but, you know, I really started to think about it. I started thinking about my love for football when I was younger, going to, to games at Three Rivers, and in and the, and the moments that really stuck out to me that got me to love football, watching Barry Sanders, and, and again, just going to games. And the things that I'm seeing now with these fights at games, uh, people being hospitalized, 
um, and no one, no one getting involved really, you know, and I just, it, it's just, it makes me sad to think about these, these, uh, again, these, just these fights that are going on at games. It's really taken away from the experience for little kids. Like I, like, again, when I was little, as best, my best memories were going to games, whether it was hockey or football. And just, I feel like I'm seeing it more and more, um, people getting seriously injured and, and, you know, I don't know if it's a social media thing. Again, I'm really dating myself now when I use these terms, but, uh, can we just knock it off? You're I mean, talking about fans? On. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah. Like in the stadium and stuff. Yeah. It's yes. dog shit. Yeah, it, it's... Do, it seems like you see tons of videos now of people. Oh, and, that's, and exactly, Jerry, that's what I'm saying. The... It's just, and that's what I'm trying to get at is that when you're a child or I want to bring my child to a game, you know, that's, that's something that's going to taint their, you know, it's going to take their memory of the game forever. And now I, I never, right. and again, I know that there was stuff going on probably when I was at games and I was just too oblivious to notice it. But again, I'm seeing it more and more. And then the other thing I'm noticing when I'm watching these videos um, is where's security. I mean, it'll be like five minutes of just right. piling on one another and no one's there. Yeah. And uh, again, it's just one of those things that as a parent of three kids um, taking my son and my daughter to their first, you know, college football games a year or two ago, it's just those, now I got to worry about that, you know, and I just uh, I don't want that to take away from the experience of my family and anybody's family out there. And and also, I don't want anyone to get hurt. And so I just, you know, can we just knock it off? So I'll, I'll step down from my soapbox, but that's that's where I'm at. I think that's a great topic. And I think that people are not going to like hearing this. But I think the one sole factor that exasperates all that is alcohol. It's not, 100, even, yeah. 100%. It's not even close. And, 100%. And if you actually look at them house when they're swinging, they're falling all over the place. Blacked absolutely. out. Absolutely. It's, it's, they're intoxicated. A hundred percent. I get that. But you're telling me that 30 years ago. So here's the thing, right? So 30, 40 years ago, there was still beer and alcohol in stadiums. So maybe we just didn't have social media to see all the fights that were going on. Or maybe it's happening more. I, you know what I mean? I don't know. But it's just – it's getting out of hand. It's ridiculous. Beef up some security. I mean, come on. How much money these these owners have? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't real. I don't know any answer, obviously. I'm, the, I'm one of the dumbest people you'll ever talk to. But um, I feel like people and, – and, again, maybe I just was oblivious to it back in the day. I feel like people are just angrier now. Some people I feel like are just looking for a problem. And I'm sure social media has a lot to do with it. I'm sure poor parenting has a lot to do with it. I'm sure there are a lot of factors. And not to get too, you know, philosophical about the topic, but I just think people get are more angry now. And and I don't know why, and I think you could chalk it up to bullying or the other shit that, that I talked about. But some people just have an agenda, and they're just ready to go at all times. And I couldn't think of a thing I want to do less than get in a fight. And I got in a fight plenty of times back in the day drinking and you know my early 20s and stuff like no big deal but it i don't know if you're like middle-aged if you're at least 30 and you're going to like look for a fight reevaluate some stuff you know or or even worse if it like oh it got the better of me like what what kind of excuse is that well look there's really no positive result right and that's kind of where i come from now that i'm older I would like to think a little bit wiser, making better decisions again for my family. You're paying for a ticket. You're paying for the experience. Uh, you want to go watch the game. You're right that everyone does seem angrier, 100%. I do think that that's a problem. Another problem is the fact that everyone thinks they're right. Oh, yeah. 
and they're they're angry now, but they they think that they have to prove it. And I think that again, you, what's the outcome? You're either going to get hurt, you're going to hurt someone else, right? Um, and, and again, I'll step down from the soapbox, but I'm just putting it out there. They just just knock it off, cut it out. You can be pissed nice off, and then get yeah. another. Buy the guy a drink, right? Be the bigger person. Buy the guy a drink. Maybe not buy him a drink. Maybe give him a water or something. But yeah, uh, give him a plate of nachos and just move on, man. Just move on. Just you're there to watch the game. You paid for a ticket. Have a good time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the whole like taking fandom too serious and fans getting in fight representing their, like that's ridiculous come on we're here to see a show it's not you're yeah. not on the team and defending your honor that's stupid i will say you talked about the outcomes there's two outcomes you get hit and you look like a punk bitch or you hurt somebody and your future is unbelievably compromised now those are your two options and it's recorded yes that's it that's this right. is the only two things that can happen or you're both back down, and then you both look like bitches because you started a little fucking temper tantrum for no reason. So, like, maybe just don't get into it in the first place. You can drink all the beers you want. You know, nobody's going to stop you. The ground might, you know, after a while. But uh, you just, confrontations, I don't know. As many beers as I've drank, I've never not, like, oh, man, I, I, I picked a fight with this guy. Like, I don't even remember that. Why did I do that? Like, no. That's not how it works. You... I've been blacked out. I've been browned out. I've been, you know, everything in between, you know, I always had at least somewhat of an idea of what I was doing. And my autopilot certainly doesn't gravitate towards combat, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Maybe these guys just see all these, uh, bulky dudes in their tight pants and they get insecure and then they start throwing, trying to throw fisticuffs. I don't know what it is, honestly. But I've been seeing so much more lately, and I, and again, I just think about the experience of the people around, because all the people around are yelling stop. Right. Right. And and it's just yeah. it just ruins the atmosphere and that environment for everyone else. It's about consideration of other people. You want to duke it out, get out of here and go do it somewhere else, right? But it's the fan experience. It's being ruined, and then again, and then you're putting people's safety in jeopardy. And again. Uh, someone who's 25 might listen to this and think like, you know, this old farts on, you know, talking about, you got to stop yeah. fighting. No, there's a time to defend your family, right? Yep. There's a time to fight. Yep. That's not one of them. That is not one of them. And again, you really have to think about the consequences, which there's no good ones. Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah. Never ends up good. No, not, not even close. Um, all right. It's a great topic. We could talk about that for hours, I would assume. And you get, uh, you know, we're lucky Len's not here because we'd be on here for another hour because I'm sure he's got a lot to say. But <laughs> it's true. It's true. Great topic. Um, all right. So yes, from us yes. old farts, we're going to be signing off here. Week 12 in the Funk House. Matt, very appreciative to have you on, making some time, give the best. Uh, can, I, can I have 60 seconds? Can I have 60? I just want two things. One, yes. real quick. Tur Turkey Day drumstick parlay. Montgomery touchdown, Pollard touchdown, McCaffrey touchdown, plus odds, lock it in. Montgomery, Pollard, Cap, it will hit. Turkey Day parlay. Um, the second thing oh. I wanted to say, and I, I know I got 30 seconds left, I just want to say how much I appreciate you both. Uh, what you do on this show is awesome. Uh, it's picking up steam. I try to listen to it as much as possible. Uh, but just in general, guys, I've known you for a while. Great some of the best people I've ever met. 
Um, I appreciate what you bring to Crook League, what you bring to League of Legends, what you bring to, um, you know, just, just everyone with this podcast. And again, I just, I appreciate you guys this time that we're giving thanks. Um, thank you for, for being such great guys. We appreciate you. you, Matt. Very kind words. And, uh, I'd try to reciprocate th- that, <clears throat> but I wouldn't say it so eloquently. Um, but yes, that is obviously <laughs> ditto vice versa. However you want to say it. It's why we do it, and we have fun doing it, and uh, especially in the leagues that you run, because you run them very, very well. So we're lucky to be a part of it. With that said, Smashers, you got them. Lock them in. And uh, Crook, I, I just got a little uh, tickle. I remember this time last year, New York Giants, you all told us Richie James was the guy. And he went off. He had a touchdown that next game, I remember. It was he had a big game. Who do you have for us besides your parlay? Sleeper. Thanksgiving week. Give us one. I'm putting you on the spot. We didn't rehearse this. I know, I know. I'm gonna tell you right now. Hold on. Give, give me two seconds. It's uh Brandon Cooks. All right. Brandon Cooks. Here wow. we go. I gotta put him in my lineup now. Because so, here's the thing, right? It, I'll make it quick. He's gonna he's gonna catch at least five balls. He's hot. Um, he has a good chance to score. I'm gonna say if if you put him in at your fantasy lineups, he's gonna get you at least double digit points uh, on Thursday. Easy. All right. You and a score. It. You know what? And a score. And he a score. score. Big game. Well. And a score. I'm putting him in my League of Legends lineup. I need it. <laughs> I can't. I can't not have him. So I need it. Love hearing that. All right, Jerry. Week 12, what advice you got for him? Just have fun with it. If you haven't clinched yet, try and get in that last spot, last open spots, whatever there is. If not, have some fun spoiling other people's hopes. Make fantasy fun again. Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah, quit (laughs) RJ. Spoiler. Yeah, playing spoiler is very fun. Whether it's fantasy, whether you're at a game, let's bring etiquette back. Yeah. Be a gentleman (laughs) or a lady. Whatever you are, everything in between, you want neither one, that's cool with us. All good there. Just have a little tact. So, for King Crook and Mr. Chains, I'm Matty Funk. Good luck this week and uh, clinch some uh, berths and clinch your buttholes. (laughs) Peace. (laughs)